Hey, hey, this is the Bachelor Masters. I don't know about you guys, but I have a lot of little nitpicky things to talk about today. Mm. Hmm. Well, we're, we're recording later than we usually do. And I think yeah. you both must have listened to other sources. Oh, so yeah. I what I want. I know. I know you did. Um, if we I, I'd like for you guys to to kind of do a roundup at the end if we land on the same conclusions as other podcast channels etc because i don't think anyone ever lands on our conclusions and i think we get stolen from a lot i have seen it wow so it's good when we record later in a, in that way only right. because then they cannot on time steal from us intellectual okay. property all right I'm not sure if it is i just said that yeah it makes say, sense in a colloquial word wait. i don't mm-hmm. know about the legality of like hmm i would think if you said something that was like an invention on a podcast that that right. would count because it's like a recorded medium but i don't know if like your conversation points can count as see so copyrightable how material does, <laughs> Like, I am no, I I think Malcolm Gladwell is kind of a hack. Whoops, sorry. Um, and everyone attributes so many ideas to him as if they're these, like, original thoughts. But I know he does influence a lot of people. Like, we got to give him that. I, I give him that. I know a lot of people are mm-hmm. have their minds changed by him. But everyone always gets him gives him credit in fact like bends over backwards to make sure everyone knows that they read a malcolm gladwell book or listen to his podcast or whatever the <laughs> hell um so i am like uh you know i'm interested in how he manages to like put his stamp on it and i feel like other people can't <laughs> so unrelated you know what let's huh. just get started with the podcast <laughs> just a little side note <laughs> yeah oh, no boy. i can definitely go down that road for so long because of you know my my work background in archives and libraries stuff has some IP copyright things that I've learned about. But let's, yeah, let's mm. skip it. If anyone wants to talk about that stuff, I guess get in touch with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, tweet us if you... If you're ooh, 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 ooh. Are you, you going to start... Are you are you threading? Are you uh, oh, uh, right, needle thread. pointing? Uh, are you threading the needle? What? what? Do it. Am do it, I Craig. Do it. I pressed the threads. button, so I have a thread. <laughs> no, 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 for batch for our bachelor master's account. Go right, that's crazy. that's one thing I wanted to mention to you is I, I this is inside insider oh, no. knowledge can, of the podcast. Can, can we can we discuss it after then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, it's real simple. I I can't figure out how to get so bachelor masters is a secondary account on my Instagram app, right? So I can't figure mm-hmm. out how to establish a thread for that secondary account on threads. Oh, okay, great. Well, I'm sure they'll work out the kinks very soon, just for us. Okay. Well, should I go on threads? <laughs> I mean, is that is that blasphemous? Yes. I, right, you wanna, yeah, I think you want to establish a presence there, just because we don't really know how everything is going to shake out yet. But it seems like a lot of people are getting on it. So. But is it the totally. same evil? No, I mean, no, I mean, it's yes. a different type of, yeah, it's, Craig, it's, it's always the exact same. been the same. 
It's always been the same. The guys that are in charge now were in charge then. They just are different humans. Like, it's the same. Well, Mastodon has, like, openly (laughs) LGBTQ plus servers that you can create your account on. Our our super fan Jocelyn had texted me, and she was like, why is Craig so into Mastodon? (laughs) Well, okay, I'm going to answer that for you right now. It's because it's a distributed network where anyone can set up their own instance. And some of those instances get popular. And some of those instances happen to be run by, I don't know, queer or LGBTQ plus people. You know, it's it's great. We got it. It's the Linux of like. So you're going to give up your 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 digital sovereignty. OK, you're going to give that up by going on threads which is of course facebook and mark zuckerberg instead of you going have instagram so you, you have you're facebook. gonna say to yourself oh mastodon is too complicated <laughs> no, for little old not, me so i'm not, gonna not, go to the to the devil craig. the devil's younger cousin craig craig what i i like <laughs> there are so many ways we give up our digital sovereignty every day and just because we actively do it or act or like passively do it, it's not a big deal. We are working within the system here. The bachelor being one, some of the big, huge part of the system of like yeah. upholding this. So I don't feel like we're in any moral. I don't know. I it's just threats. Like, don't you want to join it? Don't you want to? I don't. Well, I, I well, you just to be clear, I have joined it on my personal. There account you go. I can figure out how to do that. But all join all joining was was pressing a button. Yeah. It, it automatically yeah. it, it, it automatically logs you into Instagram. But that means you have given up your digital sovereignty, Craig. You press the button. Yeah. Well, that do we want bachelor so masters to follow in my? <laughs> we did uh, actually, is yeah. what we're saying. Um, actually, okay, good. What your voted, description yes. of Mastodon was <laughs> made me more interested in it than anything else has. Oh, but, cool. I will say the one thing that always hangs me up, I don't know why they did it this way. Could they not call them toots? Could they not say boosting toots? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's something that threads gets right because you can say, oh, I'm going to send a thread. It doesn't sound too weird right now. Yeah, right. it doesn't uh, sound like silly. Yeah. I'm, like, glad... oh, I'm going to send a blue sky, you know, or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad you brought it up, Caitlin, actually, because last week I want to just recap what we said last week that has to do with this week's episode, because it does feel like continuation. I mean, obviously, we're watching this third week of the same show, but it they referenced last week a lot this week. Um, we said Aaron was definitely top three material because they gave him the drone footage that they're going to use in the montage many times. Which which Aaron? Because I have a few Aaron notes. Aaron, uh, I think he's the only remaining Aaron, right. maybe. I think he is. He's the only Aaron that's ever hit our radar anyway. Um, Joey is Greg Grippo, but it's a good thing. Uh, Greg Grippo is yes. a bad dude. <laughs> Joey, I think, is a bad dude. He's, it's good, a good, he's good Grippo. I don't think he's a good dude. I think it's important that he's not the only hot dude there. Um. Because with Greg, in Greg's case, he was. And that made it unfortunate for Katie. Um, and people are, and, and then like, I came to the conclusion that like, people are picking a fight with Brayden because he's loud and obnoxious and a front runner, but not necessarily 
reasons they say they are. Um, and it's not like Brayden doesn't have his issues, but I have an issue always when people shit on someone because they're really upset about something else. You know, I'm sure Cray can relate to that, right? Um, example. I feel like you are always so upset. You are always like, that guy really did it. I'm like, Craig, uh, I think they're picking on yeah. you and not necessarily the thing you did. <laughs> I see what you mean. It's 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 your life personified. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I don't get that angry at things, do I? <laughs> no, you don't. But okay. you you right. kind of get like down about things. And I'm like, I think they're just picking on you and not necessarily that <laughs> one instance. So when I get agitated about Mastodon versus Threads, that's just the system is picking on me. No, no, it's it's kind of the op. It's kind it's not the opposite, but it's kind of the <laughs> like if someone random came up to me and, you know, touted the greatness of Mastodon, I might listen to them just because I I don't think it's valuable for our bachelor conversations. That's why. <laughs> to argue about Mastodon. Okay. Right. I mean, okay. That makes sense. So we, we we caught Caitlin up. I know you watched last week, Caitlin, but I just want to make sure we like we're we're basing our lives we're basing this episode on that pre- on those premises. Okay. Yeah, um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like at this point, I can barely remember what my big takeaways from last week were because now this week's in my mind, and I know we're going to talk a lot about Braden, and I can't wait to because I feel like. My thoughts on him also may be different than a lot of the way that Bachelor Nation is thinking about him. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with them going to Oceanside. I think Craig and I might have a lot, a big opinion on Yeah, this. it's like MAGA, right? <laughs> well, it, it's so it's right next to a military base. Yeah. One of the only military yeah, bases. Which was um, just in the news, actually. Did you see this? The Oceanside base was in the news because a 14-year-old um, indigenous girl was found on the mm. base. She'd been sold into sex trafficking to a Marine at the Oceanside base. Oh, makes total sense. Oh, my goodness. Well, I personally do have – I know people that live there. I know lots of – I know a lot about Oceanside. And um, here's – other than that news, which I hadn't heard um, – <laughs> It's somewhere, obviously, I don't love being uh, when I have to go because it is a mixed bag. Um, But one thing I do want to say is that it is one of the most polluted beaches in the entire Southern California area. Um, And and I'm guessing that's why they went there, because it's probably super cheap for The Bachelor. So there was a (laughs) there was actually a 60 minutes report about how Marines uh, were trading in the water and they were getting like like bedridden sick because they were accidentally swallowing the water there. Right. Um, so anyways, yeah. <laughs> Side note quickly, besides the Marines sex trafficking thing that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. the only thing that I had known about Oceanside prior to this week, both when I read that Marine news story and when the bachelorette went there, um, was that my favorite like local coffee chain in Maryland only has three locations. Two are in neighboring towns in Maryland, and the third is in Oceanside, California. Weird. What is it called? Shout it out. Vigilante Coffee? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Not that name. Is that like (laughs) Batman? 
there's no Batman on the men on the menu. Um, and they do like social justice stuff in their chains here, at least. I don't know about in Oceanside. But yeah, I was surprised because they were like, they opened one in Oceanside. And I was like, oh, your third location is in Oceanside, California. That's a weird branch out from the Maryland suburbs of D.C. Mm-hmm. Strange. We never know what the connections are. OK, well, easier from a from a race class gender standpoint which is the basis of our podcast what's oh, the what's the problem with here. vigilante as the title besides it being batman well obviously i have a 90s connotation to it i have like a you know oh like judge Dredd? vigilante vigilante justice yeah like uh oh mob rule <laughs> i mean right. yeah I, I, I don't do not think don't that's know. what they're going for but i actually right. don't know what they named it after it's like i mean I for guess me it became my favorite because both it is right next to the school I study at. Um, and it has good coffee and the bagels there are some of the best in the DC area, in my opinion. And I am a picky bagel person as a native New Yorker, or is like, what's her name from that bachelor singing spinoff said, you know, an, an oh, East yeah. coast New Yorker. <laughs> East coast New Yorker. Right. I have to find um, that. Um, Wait, what are you going to say? Because I just, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I guess it's not a horrible term in and of itself. And you got to name well, your place how, something. How does the idea of not having vigilante justice and not having a police system, which is like, how do the, both those ideas coexist? I mean, obviously was dealing with it from like a, like I said, like a 90s. I mean, are you asking me? Because I'm thinking about it from a mob like it's always like it's always like an ex-cop something yeah yeah it's like if okay if i named my place bullet hole coffee (laughs) i would have a negative (laughs) connotation to it not that it necessarily has one right right like i just would Mm -hmm. be a little bit like what Uh (laughs) uh-huh that the congressperson bobert yeah lauren bobert Bobert. she owns a her and her ex-husband right ex-husband own a restaurant in Colorado where all the supposedly all the workers wear guns. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't remember what it's called, but I it's think it's not it's, called bullet holes. But that no, would have been a cool name for but it. But it's in like a town. I think the town in Colorado is called Rifle, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, mm. that's funny. Okay, so here is Braden. Um, so we can talk about the helicopter ride. We can talk about the, I got so many notes, but so far the Venn diagram of my notes and your notes have not overlapped. (laughs) Okay. I figure, I figure because I, 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 I can play a clip unless you're not ready for it of what charity says she needs. And then the conversation they have at dinner. I mean, I was going to bring up the fact that. Charity said her love language was words of affirmation. I thought we mm-hmm. could talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was, I, was that, either of you? Did either of you have words of affirmation in your set? Um, no. I'm a acts of service person. <laughs> I am also acts of service, and I want to say exclusively acts of service. And as you know, Craig, I also do not <laughs> give words of affirmation. <laughs> I am a if you if you want to be with me you cannot want words of affirmation cuz I will die inside. 
every day. So tell me what what happened in your youth to make you not like words of affirmation easier? You know what? I can tell that it is a genetic thing with me and not a nurture thing with me because my one of my kids is exactly like me in terms of when we praise her, when we give her all the, you know, you did so well, wow, you, she, no, she will purposefully re, 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 uh, regress, whereas my other kid is a words of affirmation person. So, of course, to kids, I mean, that's my exception, right. but in general, I do not like words of affirmation. I don't like receiving them. <laughs> but yeah. Brayden did give words of aff- I mean, Brayden did reassure her. So let's listen yeah. to it. Since this time, I won't ignore the concerns or the red flags that I see early on. So if I give him a rose, it's simply going to boil down to what he gives to me tonight. Because I know, and like with you and like our conversation last week at the barbecue, um, when you were able to be so open with me. Like, I truly did appreciate that. But it did, like, kind of scare me a little bit when you were thinking about, like, leaving. And, like, that, like, did kind of make me nervous, you know? I don't know. I I didn't leave, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. I, I wanted to stay, and I wanted yeah. to see if we can have this connection. But I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's scary for me. Because you are dating other people, you know, and you are connecting with other people. And, again, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but it's just, like, I've had a relationship where I was cheated on and I was so invalidated, you know, I was so put down, so small, you know, when you have someone hurt you and then, you know, essentially yeah. smile on your face. I don't, I don't ever want to experience that again, you mm-hmm. know, and, and coming into the situation, it's hard because I'm, I'm walking back into that trauma, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm forcing myself to be okay with that trauma every day, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, can I handle it? It's like, I, I don't know. Bring up some of the stuff. It's it's emotionally draining, and one of the reasons why I really okay, pause. Like bringing it up is because I feel okay. you know, I feel drained after it. It's like uh-huh. that was all Brendan. There's no Aaron, right? Not what? No, no, no. We're starting off with Brayden. <laughs> oh, I thought you were um, gonna play the clip of Aaron, and that's at the end of the episode. Uh, Do you have I, that clip? Yeah, I have that clip. Oh, but it just but seems like a, right now a rough transition between that conversation and this clip that you just played. That's all. It's chronologically where we're at. Yeah. And it's also the first what part we were of the talking episode. about. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I want you to, I, what I wanted to kind of pull out of this clip, it, uh, you know, mentally or whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that Charity says, I don't really like that he isn't sure about me. He says the things he's saying right now that we kind of cut in the middle of. And then at the end, let's hear what Charity kind of comes around to i'm a very upbeat person i'm a very you know fun like fun party guy and i think it's kind of depressing having to deal with things that i've experienced in the past that's why i'm trying to control her expectations for her because i don't want to give her this expectation that i can 100 percent do it you're putting so much like pressure on yourself like do you realize that when i see you walk out that door with other guys it hurts I sit there and i get in my head and i, I kind of spiral and it's like I mean, I just don't know how to, like, I don't know how to let it go. Do you think that you're, like, capable of being able to, like, maintain, like, the rest of all of this? <laughs> I can appreciate obviously that I'm going to continue to try. That's a good one. If you want me here, I will do the best I can. <laughs> like, you know, really stick it out and pursue this because I have a connection with you. And I really think that you are a good girl. And I think yeah. that, like, I'm going to face these emotions and I'm going to really try my hardest and try my darndest to mm-hmm. swallow those things and, you know, push forward. 
I wanted to be here for you. I wanted to try for you. And I really liked you. Oh my God. I, I did not hear that. When we, we, we have not made fun of charity, nor like would we have to, except for her. Well, <laughs> here's a funny thing. So, Caitlin, so like at last week when you weren't with us, uh, I was watching the show with a friend of mine. And she, her, the first thing she says is, what accent is that yeah. about charity? Yeah, that's all over the internet. Like, oh, Charity's got a very interesting, I think the thing I'd heard that makes the most sense to me is that because her dad was military, the assumption is that maybe she was moving around a lot as a kid. And so maybe mm-hmm. she's like picked up bits from different accents due to that, because it's, it's certainly got Southern in there. But it's not solely Southern. There's like some other interesting, like the long vowel stuff is not typically like a Georgian accent. I think she has this kind of like back of her mouth pull back, like she pulls her face back to say certain things and it makes this weird. So what I was telling my yeah. friend was that I'm like, it's it's a it's, she's a Georgian pageant girl. Yeah, yeah. That, I and think that's it's a pageant yeah. rounds. OK, OK. So wait, I, we got to hear this. I sit there and I get in my head and I, I kind of spiral and it's like I mean I just don't know how to like I don't know how to let it go do you think that you're like capable of being able to like maintain like the rest of all of this <laughs> <laughs> what's that called okay. when your voice goes up instead of down at the end was, I, mean, oh, I know there's a, well, there must be a term for that Oh, like when the uptick, like the, uh, do you think I can? I don't know. Like yeah, that. like yeah. you're asking a question yeah. kind of thing at the end of the, there is a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. I don't think well, she, she does it the... all of the time, but she does <laughs> yeah. it there. And I think it's you she has no that. idea how to phrase what she was trying to say. <laughs> it's funny because she doesn't, she's obviously trying to tiptoe around straight out asking him because she's scared of him saying, no, I cannot do it. But, right, her accent really gets in the way there. Um, Here's something we talked about last week, Caitlin, that is very interesting. This is the reason I pulled out this specific clip. Is because I said that Aaron's date with her last week when they went to the Hollywood sign, she Mm -hmm. absolutely fell in love with Aaron. She, you know, the therapy speak has entered the popular lexicon so that people are able to practically use it even though they maybe haven't been in therapy so he uses words like invalidate he's is he okay with the trauma control expectations and she loves it uh and i think unfortunately again it's a way to manipulate women and if we want to bring in like popular things that happened so we said that last week and then the jonah hill text came out did you Uh, guys read those yep (laughs) oh they are so good because fill me in (laughs) Okay. So good. Go ahead, Caitlin. Can you fill him in? Um, okay. So from my understanding of this, Jonah Hill was dating this woman. I'm forgetting her name. It's like Sarah something. Um, and she was a surfer, like as her job. She surfed and she did like modeling for surf brands and she taught some mm. people surfing, I believe. She released okay. texts from when she was dating Jonah Hill. He said on his list of boundaries and boundaries is definitely in quotes when I'm saying it and it was all stuff like if you need to and then there's a long like bullet point kind of list it's like surf with men 
have conversations with men, model, post pictures of you in your bathing suit on Instagram, have friendships with women who are in unstable places in their lives, (laughs) which are like, and then I was like, if you want to do any of that, then like, we're not for each other. These are my boundaries. Like, you need to be able to respect these to be with me. So, so basically Jonah Hill is like weaponizing therapy speak to sound like what he's saying is reasonable when really is like, it's like what they say, you know, like what I was talking about last week with Aaron, where I'm scared when any man knows too much about therapy because you teach a man therapy words and, you know, it, you, you teach him a little bit of therapy and maybe you heal him for a little bit, but then you teach him how to use it and then you feed his manipulation for the rest yeah, of his life. I think there's a certain type. All men of person and sometimes it is men for sure i'm gonna say yes yeah who weaponize the therapy speak it's like they go to therapy they don't actually learn the lessons that maybe they were supposed to learn and or some of them and this was coming up in the conversation around the jonah hill stuff some of them might have really horrible therapists who encourage their like toxic behavior right and the theory is probably jonah hill's therapist is like that does that mean I'm weaponizing my therapy? I don't know. Well, well that's the thing. It's insidious. Use it to like, <laughs> yeah, try to, like, do you go to your partner and be like, my boundary is that you need to cook and clean everything. Good day. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I think it what it comes up are, when it needed. Can, mm-hmm. It can be insidious. Some people may not realize that they're using it that way as well. I think Aaron I don't think e so. I think absolutely knows what he's doing though, right? Like Oh, you do? Oh, I think uh, he knows see, what he's I, doing. I'm not yeah. sure. Like I I can't say even I can't even say Brayden is doing it in a bad way. Last week when you know, but he does do this Brayden does do this thing. When he talks to men, he puts it in a way a man can understand. And when he talks mm-hmm. to charity, i.e. women, he puts it in a way she will relate and empathize with. Yeah. And that is sneaky to me. Aaron, I don't know enough. I've only seen him talk to Charity, but I have seen him talk to Charity about Brayden, so that's interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we'll, we'll get, get to that. We'll get to that later. But my thought on his one-on-one date is that it really stood out to me when he said he checked into therapy, which is weird phrasing, uh, <laughs> because normally you'd say like I started going to therapy or I began therapy or something like that, right? Checked in makes it sound like it was an inpatient program that he right. was like in a hospital for it, which is unusual for therapy of the nature that he was talking about. And it made me think he doesn't actually like, I don't think he went to therapy for very long. I think he got the vocabulary he needs and then he left and didn't investigate it any further. (laughs) Is what I kind of got Mm -hmm. from that conversation with Brayden. Brayden is fascinating to me so fascinating like each week as we get more Brayden on tv i'm like you know it seems like the general bachelor nation opinion is that this man is an out and out villain Mm. i don't necessarily think he is right like and if he is he's not like one that we've seen before because he's not like the things that he does that are villainous right is sometimes he gets a little braggy and full of himself (laughs) right that's villainous Mm -hmm. But he talks stuff, about himself endlessly. Yes, that he's like, he's definitely got some narcissism in there. But that's not <laughs> unusual for any of the men on this show. <laughs> true, you know, true. Like, they're all kind of like that. So it's not necessarily like, to me, that didn't stand out 
as being so above and beyond on its own to be the villain thing. I think it's that the way the show is framing it and the men on the show are talking about Braden is that they seem to think he's completely lying to Charity and he's like pulling the wool over his eyes, her eyes. I don't know if he is, right? Like he does seem like he's into her. Yeah, uh-huh. so so she so what Charity okay, so here's kind of like my unofficial take on it, but it's it's also nuanced. It's um I, Charity thinks Braden is hot. I get that. I I don't he's not my type, but I yeah. get that. I get what um, she's saying I, sometimes. I get it depends on what sees. he's wearing. <laughs> I, I like and like I said last week regarding fashion, which we'll, we'll probably get into. Um, I think he does pull off the earrings. They're not uh, what I get mad. What I think he's annoying about is that he knows he's pulling them off, which is like roll my yes. eyes. Like, come on, dude. Okay, yes, you're very good looking, but I don't care. Um, I think they sometimes I, work for him, but the yes, fact that he like points them out. Yes. Is what makes it more obnoxious. So that he's like, here I am in my velvet shirt and dangly earrings. And I was like, buddy, you don't need to mention it to people. They know. We see it. Yeah. So, but with Charity, I think she's never been with a guy like him. So she's very excited about it. And I kind of think she never thought she could get a guy like him, which is interesting because uh. if there's one thing I know about men is that they're sluts. <laughs> You you can get any guy you want. Any woman can get that, any guy that she yes, wants. That at least the, for one that night. Is the plan. Yes. Yeah. So for her to kind of feel like intimidated by him, which is kind of how I see it, I am shocked that she would be. Maybe she just doesn't try for his type, and the fact that he's trying for her is like a shock to her. Okay. Right. Here's one thing though. Um. Well. Okay. Look. I I want to get back to your. A love language conversation, Craig, because oh, I just cool. I want to uh, I want you guys to hear what Braden wrote on Charity's baseball. Baseball. See for you, and I am so glad you were here. Let's take this day by day together. Love, Charity. Saw a lot of vulnerability from him, sharing things that were difficult for him. That's all I'm asking for is just the effort. He said he's going to try. That first part, I see you for you. Let's take this day by day. And then she put love charity, not love Brayden. Like, <laughs> it's very weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. The kind of very huh. weird. Maybe he meant yeah, like I, love to charity or something like right. that. He, or, he, did. Yeah. He, he did a little dash. I mean, it's not worth getting into, but it's funny that he would. It's just funny because it yeah. seems like it's very like it it's always a, like even when it's. A, it. Charity. Well, right. It it kind of sounds like right when he even when he tries to make it about someone else, it's still kind of about him. Like that's the way I read it. Like he's always like accidentally lands on himself all the time. Um, but anyway, Craig. So that was mm-hmm. words of affirmation. It was an object she can kind of hold on to, and like I I can imagine objects being so powerful on The Bachelor. You know, like Joey total fake ass dude like brought out some stupid letters he definitely does not carry around with him all the time but pretends to but we've seen a lot of like here's a picture of my grandma i carry this with me everywhere i'm like no you don't (laughs) um but like an object that you guys have on a date i mean i think he is something else instinctually he has it right on the instincts because you can tell she will treasure that for a long time and think about him for a long time that was intense to me to do that 
it is like their interactions are so fascinating to me as well because what he says to her is the kind of thing that she says she doesn't want to hear and normally the lead never wants to hear right which is I don't know if I'll be ready to marry you at the end of this and or like I might have commitment issues, etc. But the way he brings it back is by being like, but I will try for you and trying is all we can do. And like, you're so special, Charity, the trying is worth it. And and it works, right? Like she hears yeah. that. And, and it's a like, gift. Yes. To say like, he's that, having that's the trouble, other part of it. Mm-hmm. but he's trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And, and so, so right. So uh, on the other love language thing, it's a gift and not that you have to love gifts, but sentimental gifts. Oh my goodness. Like you, you know, as as we know from, from all the tell-alls, you do not have that much time. So when you give someone that you're really into something and they can look at it, oh my, it like blows people away, especially, you know, remember that guy that gave like a, a notebook of a dog, like who gives a crap, but like a (laughs) A bait, like a baseball to remind her of her date. I mean, she's going to be like flying for from this for days. Right? Yeah, I think it's a better gift than what they normally get. Because it's like a baseball, so it reminds her of the date. But then also his little handwritten note. She's going to look at that and think back like, well, when I have doubts about Brayden, I look at this baseball and I remember how much fun we have together, how there <laughs> there is an attraction, right? And like that he is trying, yeah. he is flawed, but he is trying. Let let okay. me also defend Brayden. Okay, go ahead with your with your with your love language. No, spiel that's it. That you're so her her that's it. I, okay. I don't mean to interrupt you. Her two love languages are words of affirmation and gifts. No, I, I don't think that that's a word. I think it just works on The Bachelor. I'm not sure about – I think her other – I forget all the words of affirmation now, but, I mean, all the love language things now. But I think it could be, like, acts of service because she is so – she seems very nurturing. So I think doing mm-hmm. something for her would really help her. But, I mean, like, I'm no – I don't – That I think that's moot. I just okay. think giving a gift is, interest, is so important because it has words of affirmation on it, you know? Like – Wow, what a double whammy. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I want to say that, like, uh, also with Caitlin, I like Brayden for one reason. I, I do it, like, I do think that he probably came on for Instagram reasons, but he seems so genuine. And one thing I will say for Brayden is that he is a, like, thought leader in the group of men and the contestants. And we've seen tons of seasons where the leads, especially with a group of men, men are the most kind of mob ruley you can possibly gather up, right? As opposed to women. Women tend to be like in cliques. Um, a, a lot, when guys like him are in charge of how the rest of the men act and, and behave, it makes everyone more interested in her. And it kind of makes a good season. And I think Brayden is the reason for that this um, for charity season, interestingly enough, he's him being genuine is really um, making this like week three great, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. I think that makes a lot of sense because just to respond to that with like how it makes it better, you'd say like in other seasons, if you have a villain that's getting a lot of time, right? And most people are classing him as a villain, even though I've already said I don't, I don't think he necessarily is one. But normally your villain would be somebody who you think isn't actually into the lead, right? 
what Brayden is here, right? So the villain would cause trouble at home because they're getting all this time, but people's like, how dare they? Because they don't even like her or whatever, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's different with him because they're still mad that he gets time and attention, but not because they think he's not interested in charity. They have all these other reasons for disliking him, right? Like, and because he's so into her, I think it also makes it easier for everyone else to be like, oh, everyone loves charity. No one is not here for charity, you know? Yeah. And 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 we weeded those people out even this week. Um so yeah, that you know like immediately what comes to mind is Tyler Cameron and military like <laughs> as being these not into Hannah Brown but being the thought leaders of their season. Um so I I I just I I love what I love about Brayden is that, like, as you guys know, I'm not, like, the eternal optimist or anything. But I love that he is so genuinely and almost naively into her that it really does, yeah, it pulls out out of these men a lot of the same kind of feelings. And it, it's, 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 like, it makes the season very, very watchable. Anyways, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, next topic we'll get to, which is going to be a dicey one. We're going to talk about the Friar okay. when we come back. Uh, after listening to an ad from another cool podcast on the Bridge Burner Podcast Collective. Here we go. And we're back. So we're going to talk about the Friar now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess as ready as we'll ever be. Uh, are, are we going to talk about the same thing or do we have different angles on it? I think I have a different angle than you. Okay. Who wants to go first? You. Yeah. I think Craig, okay. you go because you're the most passionate about the friar. <laughs> okay. A friar is a priest. Am I right? Yeah. I'm going I'm to do yeah. this dialectically. Pretend I'm, um, an, uh, an old Bolshevik writing a, a pamphlet. I'm going to do this that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a friar is a priest, am I right? Yes, you are right. Yeah, like kind of. They're like a certain type of priest, basically. Okay. They're like a they're like a traveling priest. Yeah, so they're, they're like, ooh, in like a specific religious order or whatever, not like the kind you normally see leading a service in Sunday church. Hmm, that might break up my my thought here because I was gonna say that is it not true that priests rape young. Boys and girls. Oh my goodness! Everyone rapes people. <laughs> the percentage. I mean, like, <laughs> the percentage. Are you kidding me? Like something like twenty thousand. Like uh, they estimate something like twenty thousand priests have yeah. sexually assaulted I mean, hey, boys. You're and right girls. that there's an issue with there, specifically the Catholic yeah. Church for sure that we know about. Yeah. I'm assuming all the other ones too, but the Catholic Church has had the most exposés recently. But yeah, I think it is breaking up your thought a little bit because friars are, I thought the way you were going to go with this when you were talking about how problematic <laughs> the friar was, was their relationship to missions in California. Well, that, no, that's that, that was going to be my next thing was that do they not enslave and otherwise murder countless Native Americans from about the 16th century to present? That's certainly what they are uh it's one feature of a friar for sure. Okay, so <laughs> in that case, a friar, so, especially so, in California, that's what so I think of. Nix the the raping of young boys and girls, and add 
enslaving and murdering Native Americans for okay. the part of six centuries. So I'm going to need you not centuries? to take this pers- personal, personally, Craig. I'm going to need you not to take this personally. Oh, God. What's okay? coming? I think what you're saying is a way for gentrifiers to absolve <laughs> themselves of any future liabilities based on the premise that if they hadn't done that, we wouldn't be doing this. Okay. So you don't see your. Mm-hmm. No, no. Okay. Continue. Sorry. Continue. Okay. Um, you know, right now there's kind of this like passive implementer of the social norm. Oh, you know, whatever. Oh, you know, we're in this construct. I'm just living. I'm just, I'm accidentally part of the system. And I think that when people bring up this conversation, it's uh-huh. too, it, 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 it screams of the doth protest too much type of talk to me. Like, why are you so interested if you literally have no skin in the game? And I feel it's because like whenever I so so here in California, here in L.A., all of a sudden we started doing a lot of land acknowledgments. I know it's true in other parts of the country, too, but I'm just seeing what I see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a way for people to go. Everyone is wrong here. Maybe me too. I don't know. Uh, blah 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 blah. Let's let's just let's just let's just let's just go back to the beginning and say how that is wrong, not how I'm wrong. And it's a way to take away praxis from what you or I should Whoa. be doing, okay. and talk about how that was wrong. Ergo, every if, if there's an original sin, then nothing else can be corrected, and that including me, including what I do, including how I live my life, so, or where so I choose to land on. Do you support the Washington Redskins removing their name and becoming the Washington Commanders? Obviously, there are like more harmful stereotypes than others. Like I, okay, I, I, I do think that's like a harmful. Stereotype. Who do you think? Who do you think was doing the redskinning? Well, you Red, know, redskin is the okay. See, here's the thing. <laughs> it's when right. they scalped. They scalped. Native Americans. I don't think think that's what that was about. I thought it was the racist term for the color. My skin skin. literally turns red. Like, yeah. You would bring back a red skin, which was the scalp skin. You would bring back a red skin to get paid for eradicating the enemy. Can't argue that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing is that I, I, I never bring this up and nor do I want to bring this up. But you're literally talking about me, my my ancestors, me, 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 right here. This person, right? right. Like so this I'm person. Surprised that so why arguing. are you, why do you care? Why do you why do you care? For the same reason I care that they got rid of Redskins for Washington. It's do you? Because, yeah. I always I feel like like there's a there's a motive underneath the caring. Just because I happen to be born white doesn't mean I don't have like caring for other groups of people. I don't think happen to be born white. That's like a that's a weird thing you just said right there. No, because I'm not not trying to apply it like like Ron DeSantis. I'm just saying that, look, I'm white. There's nothing I can do about that. But I could try to be a better person myself and try to make those around me better. But how does pointing at people? So you're saying pointing at help you. You're saying that I shouldn't be upset that the Washington Redskins were named the Redskins. No. 
I'm saying that is a harmful stereotype, but there are less harmful stereotypes. But and, okay. and, and where do you draw the line? Does then? not so, help anything. So do you draw the line at? Okay, so so the, so the line is somewhere between redskins being bad and friars who enslaved and murdered Native Americans for five centuries. Not bad. My line is, it's not for you to talk about. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm so telling no, you, please no don't take pers- this personally, but no take white this person personally. Is allowed to talk about race? No. That's not what I'm saying. You guys, you can go ahead and talk about it, but you can't really, you cannot really, really bring it up to, like, I'm not, I'm not, not me, right? Like, at some point I have to go, okay, I, this is, okay, this so is. Okay, so tell me I'm wrong and give me the correct uh, analysis. See, here's the thing. So here's another part of this kind of conversation is sometimes the people that you've, heard speak about this craig and like this is not really like i'm saying please don't take this as personally as i'm saying it the is are sometimes the people that have been talking about this conversation are just the loudest people and i think they say things that maybe make sense to you or make sense to other people and they are um saying it man this gets so but but like i have to say it they say it for the benefit of white people to kind of Feel. Of course, there's manipulation on, on all sides of every issue. Yes, okay. But that means that it's a conversation that I don't feel is in good faith among I think this is edging different races until there's consensus. It's edging dangerously close to I never was in the military, so I can't be against the military or a war or whatever. What does that mean? I've never been in the military, so why should I be able to have an opinion on war? I'm not saying you can't have an opinion. I'm saying you're very loud and very, like, uh, opinionated about it when you can just say, okay, that's weird, that's wrong, that's what I think. But it seems like you're going really deep into it to kind of absolve yourselves from the other things that are wrong. I'll tell you why I go deep into it is because I think, personally, I think that the whole notion that we have an electorate, an educated electorate, is false because the world is too complicated for an, you know, someone doing a, a, an election, someone voting, the world is too complex for someone voting to know the issues that they're voting on. I mean, just look at the California propositions. None of they don't make any sense, and you have to be. I love the. You have to be an I expert in those get, fields. Well, right, but I love that we get to vote on issues directly instead of through representative democracy. What are you well, saying? Having experienced Occupy LA, which was a direct democracy, I'm not sure I agree with that statement but uh, my point go back to my point which is that voters can't possibly know the breadth of the things they're voting on uh, i mean if you think of the all the things we have to vote on you can't possibly be educated enough should there be a new nuclear plan well, i don't fucking know i don't know anything about that well actually i do know a little bit about it but i don't know that much about it so how can i vote on i don't know that policy or even our, represent, our representatives, you know, how can they possibly know? I mean, they're on committees and they get like briefs and they do all kinds of stuff and have assistance and stuff like that. They're helping them move them through that. Uh, through so you're topics. saying so like this is interesting. So you're saying because you know more. No, then you should. Then what are you saying? I am saying that. 
we need to point out when the, the complexity of complex issues. That's what I'm trying to point out. So yeah, I can say I can say something. But you're taking a moral stance. No, I can I can I can take a moral stance on a one-dimensional thing. Uh, cars are bad. Okay. Okay. Or I could say uh, something complex like the 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 automobile causes you know problems from all the way from you know your lung health to particulate counts to you know global warming to uh, cancer you know you could you could like try to point out the complexity of the issue so you know more well, the about complexity why. is but they get you there faster but the world is built for them but it makes it safer to you know right. like but okay there's more than that you're proving my point yeah. there's a there's that, levels i know i'm trying to, to i'm trying to help you make your point so yeah. you can get there but what's what is it <laughs> because the fryer thing for me could be a one-dimensional thing like Oh, they have a, a presumably a Mexican character who dances around and is mute and all well, the things that are bad about personified uh, mascots, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that to me would be the one-dimensional argument. It's like I don't like him. Why don't you like him? Well, because he, you know, he's a, a, a bad cartoonish portrayal of a race of people. That to me would be like a one-dimensional argument against the friar but to me it's like it's it's rooted much more it's there's much more complexity to it than that he represents enslavement and murder to an entire race of people themselves that have unfortunately been at the brunt of mascot jokes for ever since they've been around so you see what i'm saying so i don't think it's morally corrupt of me to say well here's this like two-dimensional reason that i don't like it you know, it's like, OK, there's the first one, but there's also the second one. And that's where I'm upset. That to me, doesn't make a moral quagmire. Mm-hmm. That's it. OK, I still think that there is a even bigger picture there. OK, where my bigger so- picture is that anyone I ever hear kind of be against things that seemingly do not concern them is because they're trying to wash away something. Okay. That well, they're complicit in. Then, that they're then we, complicit. Then we can't talk about military Mike or whatever his name was and how he worked for Lockheed. And that's a different person. That's Ivan. Ivan, whoever. And they bombed. You know, we joked around like, oh well, he made the planes that bomb in the de- the desert. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Kill no. people. How no, come that, we can say that? We don't have to because use your that, exact because words. That, because that doesn't, doesn't have a historical. Us. That doesn't have as long a historical component, and it doesn't actually come home. Like it doesn't actually come home to us well, that, ever, that makes unfortunately. It, that makes my point even more true. It's like what I don't think so. If war happens on the other side of the earth and we've never experienced it, and nine eleven is the closest we've ever gotten to being attacked, and we were three thousand, four thousand miles away when it happened, and I could keep going. Yeah, so okay, all, but he here's here he, here's my point in it, right? Here I guess I'll just I'll I'll just really make this point clear then. Whenever I've heard those land acknowledgments or the, oh, the Native Americans, this and this and this, right? And I'll tell you again that uh, uh, my family is nomadic native here in Southern California. Right. Okay? Got that? Yeah. Um, they they, they have been. They, they've been here for five, 
hundred years, some of the originals, Gabrielinos. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I hear those land acknowledgements coming, so that happened 500 years ago. Lots of things happened in the meantime, right? There's been many atrocities and, and continued atrocities to the same people. Yes. But now there's the issue of indigenous peoples and all kinds of issues with minorities in Los Angeles getting displaced out of the places they've lived in for decades and decades and even centuries. And now all of a sudden the way to absolve themselves is to say a land acknowledgement or to fight against this or, oh, we have to make sure we acknowledge the first peoples. It feels like a way to erase the things that are happening now that are dis that are displacing that that are are causing a lot of harm to people now because of gentrification maybe it's not the same kind of harm maybe it's not like death but it could be death you know you're you're moving people away from an urban center that has all their that's in their land that's in their the that's part of their community and you're ripping social fabric so where does that conversation fall into so you're saying something a, you're that saying happened five hundred years ago? A friar just falls into the pantheon of of uh, rape and pillage and, what and I'm whatever saying, the modern version of that is. Kind, well, no. What I'm saying is that I'm always weary of who these conversations about something that happened five hundred years come from, because I feel like it's a way to erase what's happening now so that there's no guilt so that their their guilt is lessened okay. about what's happening now okay i think i understand what you're saying but i just disagree because we have a podcast that we sort of half seriously talk says about race class and gender and all those that, uh -huh. all the things that come with that but if i expose what i think is a complex web of problems around a, a mascot that was on the show that's not that's outside the boundaries of what we're allowed to do well let's look you said your piece i said my piece i think i was clear <laughs> enough but uh, let's just say maybe let's just talk about pirates then what about pirate the pittsburgh we pirates. talk about pirates all the time yeah i hey, know but like we have did, mentioned did, pirates on this podcast like a dozen times yes pirates are evil people <laughs> yes, I know, but I'm saying oh, would, I, if, uh, if, if if they went to the Pittsburgh Pirates game, would you say the same rant? I think that every time the Dodgers play the I, Pirates, I think you, I think, think you might have forgotten that rant no, though, at certain times. No. And that and you want to talk about race? I think probably most sea captains were from Portugal or Denmark <laughs> or some Western <laughs> European country. So, okay. So there you go. That's just as bad. I, 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 mean, I know, but we don't. But, but what I'm saying is that, right, is that there are lines. See, we do not. We I'm sure we've seen the Pittsburgh Pirates. No, I'm sure we've seen no. the, the, uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. No. <laughs> You're thinking they're the literally raiding. Well, the okay, then the Buccaneers. But uh, the Raiders have like 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 a yes. like a you and, know and like what a I'm swashbuckling symbol. Is if they landed like a, Jolly a helicopter, Roger. they landed a helicopter. <laughs> at Pirate Stadium and some depiction of a pirate came out and started dancing around. I, I trust me, I would have the same exact opinion that I have today. 
I don't know that you would. I think your line is different than my line, which is my point. And I also think that it's not the number one ballpark, which is what they wrote on the jumbo screen. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it is a nice ballpark. Made up thing. Do- Come on, Dodger Stadium. Beautiful. Taken, taken from my family. I would know. I would know. <laughs> Petco Park is a beautiful stadium. It's right downtown. It's very nice. I don't know if it's the yeah, number one. I, I actually agree with you that it's it's nice to go to get off a trolley and like get and like yeah. walk in. Did okay. you know that? Did you know that San Diego has more daily ridership than LA? It's a it, it's Can actually more spread out and it's it's not. Um, I I believe it. It's just a little bit like flimsier feeling because of the trolley. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay. it's like light rail to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like light rail okay. without the like light preference. I'm ready to move on to the Barbie <laughs> date. That is such a palate cleanser to go I to think, a Barbie date. I think we did a a good job on that. I don't know if we got anywhere, but we did a good job on it. Okay. There you go. Right. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about Barbie. I also Sorry, Caitlin. I'm like, is movie. she just checked out? It's not just. Wait. It's no, not I just can't Barbie. Wait. It's like, both half of me was like you know mom and dad are fighting and i guess i'll just sit over <laughs> here but i was also like you're both talking so much there wasn't a gap to say anything anyway <laughs> right yeah i gotcha well I, I i think everyone i think we can all agree that we're all very excited to see the barbie movie everyone even Craig. it actually looks they showed a I, was, I wrote this down they showed a um commercial which you might not have seen that was a music I, video I, I from saw. the yes. from the standpoint of Ken. I did see that. Uh, I, I thought it looked pretty good. I didn't know there was going to be singing in this movie. <laughs> well, there oh, might not be. So good. Like the, it was a music video. I, I I had the thought at the end. Yeah, like, maybe wait, it's that's separate. I don't know. But yeah, that might have nothing to do well, with the movie. Yeah. We we know Ryan Gosling can sing because of La La Land. So and his I, Mickey Mouse Club days, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I'm going to say something about, I, I know, Craig, you're going to tell me that this is the same <sighs> fight. This is the AI part. But okay. I'm going to say something about it that I think was really interesting. So okay. the what happened was that Sean, the right? AI I, part. Huh? She, Sorry, she, I just cut your. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, okay. Sean or, or like a contestant grabbed the lead and said, I'm going to be selfish. Um and of course, you know, people are trying to go on the show to be influencers. But I thought what was really interesting here is that men do not even know. And I'm not talking about The Bachelor. I'm not talking about contestants. I'm talking about men. They do not even know to try for women anymore. Right? Because Sean grabbed her. And this is what the firefighter said, whose name I never right. got. On a pretty boy go chase after sean but look at me him man like you know he'll take you shopping country clubs and wine and dine but if you want like a real life man who knows how to camp fish hunt water ski wakeboard all that stuff then yeah hit me up Dude, and then give me about your give date. me shopping yeah? yeah it was pretty cool and like i honestly i was just staring at cherry the whole time like i didn't even i should have like looked at the sunset a little bit more but i was just focused on her yeah it was it was wild sean are you an only child 
like the whole way you walked in here. Have a slice of humble pie, bro. Act like you've been there before. <sighs> okay, so, I have a lot of no, thoughts on both uh, of that, right? Uh, First of well, all, well, right. So, yeah, act like ahead. you've been there before. Been where before? On a Barbie date on the well, Bachelorette? Of course he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he's saying, act, act like you you haven't been us where we're kind of set aside and don't get any camera time. But what he is, what Sean is saying is actually what no one, almost no one in that room gets is that these guys want, I mean, she wants someone that is trying for her and these guys do not get it. They're all talking about themselves and how they're like, like, I think, I think this is Caitlin. I think this is a question for Craig in that. Isn't this a confusing place to be that men do not get that women want them to be present? And I think I see it a lot with a lot of girlfriends that just men are just kind of like floating and the women are like, please give me words of affirmation. Give me anything. And men are like, "Uh, bro, if you want a real man, I'm right here. And she's like, I know you're right there. You have to ask, you know, you have to come to me. And mm-hmm. like, like that's the nuance we haven't really gotten on The Bachelor before. I know it does seem like the same old fight about a selfish guy who takes her first, but men are not trying anymore in society. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Right, Caitlin? I don't know. You're the dater. I don't mean to. to You're pick. the dater. I'm not asking you. Well, the thing is, like, like I, I feel like, I feel like that's what I think I see, but I need you just to confirm for me because that is what I'm seeing. I think that makes sense because what struck me, so that guy was Aaron S., the other Aaron who got eliminated Uh, this week. Oh, the firefighter, the real man. The firefighter guy. What struck me about his speech, I mean, not only that it was ridiculous, but the way he was pitching it was like, Sean does these not manly things and I do manly. And I was like, everything you're describing that Sean is talking about sounds like a better date time to me than what you're saying. Right. So I'm like, as a woman, I'd rather go shopping into a country club or whatever they said with Sean than go camping with Aaron because I don't like camping. So I feel like what you're sort of saying here is he's pitching us like, these are all the things I'm good at and I have an interest in, but Aaron has not ever once thought about, well, what would Charity actually be interested in? Do we have things in common? Would she want to go camping? Have I ever even asked her if she likes that? But instead, (laughs) that is like, a real man does these things. So it doesn't matter if a woman wants to do those things. She should want a real man who does them. Yeah. I was was thinking I'd rather do the women things than the men things anyway. Oh, yeah. Craig. (laughs) I, I I actually like those a lot of those man things um like i would like you know yes i maybe me but maybe not i don't know i i'm i can i can, i think i'm easy but i'm not that easy i'm pretty uh i'm pretty picky um but okay <laughs> but you know i've been trying for years to round up people to go to raging waters with me ew i will not go to a, a water park see that's disgusting because <laughs> how gross must that oh, come be? they have chlorine and bromine and all that I, stuff i don't no, there's many reasons. The fact that it's in San Dimas makes it kind of far for me. Well, okay. I don't know if it's even open with all the droughts and stuff, but I, I've always wanted to, like, go as an adult. Oh, gross. Well, I'm not your person for that. <laughs> okay. um, Craig, you, yeah. you, that, speaking, both of you, speaking from, I like, Caitlin, I'm not trying to single you out, 
but I'm asking because I'm sure you've seen it with your girlfriends and I have seen it with my girlfriends and Craig, you're a man. You have seen <laughs> men no longer trying in the past, like, of course, 10 years. I mean, 15, 20 years of the world spinning. It's because it's kind of when you're with somebody for a long period of time, it's kind of no, hard no, no. not to. It's not that, though. I'm talking about in the beginning of a relationship. Oh, you're talking about when they first meet. Yeah, like, like when they're dating actively. No, I know what you're saying, because I think there is See, I, an epidemic oh, of saying, like, men simply don't try very hard to, like, actually do anything. You know what I mean? Like, you say you meet at a bar, and you're like, oh, okay, we're both attracted to each other. Like, why don't we set up a date to go out, right? It feels like it's always the woman who's setting up the date and doing all of the organizing and, like, effort behind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, so I got to, I mean, I, I'm sure I don't want to, like, disagree, but I don't believe that I'm like that. When I was in the dating okay. scene, I would lay it on thick. <sighs> but but at some point, you just kind of, like, that more than go off that chart. Ago, Craig. <laughs> No, I was I, I I was a fully zoned in dater. Okay, maybe you're the ex. I'm so sure you're the exception. I what am I saying? I'm like believing my own lies. Well, how now. many dates in are you talking? Are you talking first date? Of course, I'm going to be interested. I'm in not what even talking saying. first date. These people are saying they like barely have talked to her. And you know who I was surprised to be in that bunch is James with the mom letter. The mom is setting him up at all times. Remember <laughs> the letter from week one? <laughs> yeah, the mom was like love my james yeah the mom is like a big bachelor fan i guess yeah but yeah that man was so mad that guy james spent this whole episode anytime james is on screen it was to talk about how upset he was that he wasn't getting any time to talk to charity because of all these other men's actions (laughs) right and it was all about him and like what's up with him you know so anyway i i I, I, I'm surprised I wasn't able to pull like a personal story from either one of you um, about how men do not try anymore, period. In I just but l- let me finish my thought. I mm. like I you're on a first date. So you're saying even before a first date, of course, I'm gonna be tuned, of course, I'm going to be tuned in. OK, maybe I'm not talking about you or at least the you you think you but are. I, you, I, but I think <laughs> I make I over the years, I think I'm a, the type of guy that makes friends. For me, it's easier rather than harder to make friends because I'm. I believe that when I don't know, well, I don't believe anything. I think that I, <laughs> I, I think that I am, I think that I, um, uh, where was I going? I, I, actually interested in what people have to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I, okay. if I'm, if I'm in the line at the, at the grocery store, and it's taking a long time and someone says something, it's like, oh, okay, what do they have to say? That's it. You know, it might be interesting. That's kind of like my personality. So what does that have to do with what da- we're, that's kind of a weird because I, because I sideline. Be, whether it was before a date or on a first date or whatever you're putting us in, us men, <laughs> it's, I'm saying that it's easy to be, you would totally be interested in what the person has to say, at least person of my personality type. Okay. Well, you might be Craig, but I think part of what we're saying here with like the clip that UZR played is that everything that that Aaron S is upset about has absolutely nothing to do with charity, right? right? Like he's not thinking, oh, I want to get time with charity so I can learn like what hobbies she's into that we might have (laughs) in common, right? right? Instead, he's upset that she's 
spending time with another man who he deems less manly, even though for all he knows, Charity would much rather be doing the not manly activities that he listed with somebody else and not his manly activities. But I think the problem with a lot of the dating issue that EZR is bringing up is like, it's not that the men aren't talking to women. It's that a lot of what they're bringing to it is like, here I am, a man, a fully formed person with my own interests. A woman should just slot right into this, right? Instead of being mm-hmm. like, what do we actually have in common? Are we compatible? What are the things like, if I'm so into camping and she hates camping, should I just go camping with my buds instead or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it feels like there is yeah. a lot of thought behind the way that they interact. I, I was last night. I, I I'm on an I'm on a, a Lifetime Movie Network kick, so the LMN Network, right? Um, and last night I I got I finally like this is my treat to myself. I got to watch the Jody, not the whole thing. I I got through half of it because I'm very uh, I have a full schedule, but um I got to watch the Jody Arias story, not just the first half. And like, you know, I I'm kind of on her side about things so far. She hasn't killed him yet, but she will. Um, but I'm kind of like, dude, guys are, if you want to like, okay, so you guys all know the Jody Arias story, right? I guess I should just say that first. It was in like, was it New Mexico? It was in Arizona. Arizona. She, she liked this guy and he's Mormon. So he's like, (laughs) you're, the guy was like, you're very hot and I can't marry you because as a Mormon, I have to marry another Mormon and also I can't have sex with you, but I'm going to have sex with you all the time. Um, and then she refused to name her as like his girlfriend. And then she, like, I'm, I'm still in the middle of it, murdered him. <laughs> okay. But like, so, he, so he barely he kind tried. Of... Uh-huh. Tried. He barely tried for her. That's because he's, he's not that into her. No, he is so into her sexually, but he's like, well, speaking about religion and Friar, like, you know, and like what religion makes you think you think and all this stuff, you know, he decided that a long time ago that like his carnal body is much different from his mind his mind is way up here and his body wants her like he has these like dichotomies going on where he thinks he's a different person than he thinks he is but he thinks she's a now you're describing a man yeah but imagine a man that on top of that has another layer that says to him (laughs) look you're normally a good dude except in this one case and this is your exception is this girl that you're using so this woman um look Anyway, da, 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 da. sorry I said that. Sorry, I don't. I'm not on Jody Arias' side, everyone. Like I, I guess murder is not okay. Well, I guess. I mean, if you boil it down, it's like boy meets girl, girl makes out with boy. Well, no, boy meets girl, girl murders boy. That's kind of what it boils down to. Okay. Well, okay. Let let me let me let me put it this other way. Let me put it this. Uh, forget the Jody Arias thing because honestly, yeah, I guess it's not okay. Um, uh, uh, my, I have a really good friend who we were talking, who's a man, who was saying his theory is that um, the reason men are not as interested in women anymore is because porn is so easily accessible. Ah, he's and one that, of those guys. No, he's not saying he's that way. He's saying that a lot of younger people are that way mm. because. Um, Porn is so easy to access and that sex can never be as good as porn. Therefore, talking to a woman has no real like good end place 
for younger men or men now or like men in the last 10 years. That's his. I agree. But I also think it's a lot more than that. Um, I also think it's men like James's mom, who at first seems like a great intention to write a letter. But then on on a deeper dive, it seems also like she does all the work for him. And he's just kind of like, <laughs> bro, I never even got no time. Like he's just sitting there skulking and not trying ever once. We heard him say, I don't get any time with her tons of times. Mm-hmm. saying I don't get any camera time saying I don't I'm not trying very hard to do it I'd rather complain about it mm-hmm. um okay so that's in, that's something to I, and, and that's what Charity's most scared of right is no one being interested in her although there are quite a few men interesting and in, in, interested in her including Brayden which is all that really matters because of the thought leader thing okay mm. that's my <laughs> rant I think it's important to note that um on top of everything else that women have to deal with, they also have to deal with a non-starter relationship, you know, where well, people aren't invested. Well, then you break up with them and you move on. But to That's, who they're all the men are like, this is what I'm saying. I, I, me saying that I don't think I'm like that is it was, you're saying that's a rare exception. I'll, I'll say thanks. Thanks. That's a great uh, honor. It's a, I'm saying that I don't know if you know who you think who you are, and I can't really say that I'm that that you aren't like that. I can't say, Craig, because I've never really. I mean, you know, (laughs) I don't know. I've never seen you like interact. I've never seen you single. uh, So what do I know? But um, Caitlin, you don't got a story out of your. Come on, we're dying here. We're talking about Jody. That's that's the far extreme I've reached. That. I mean, I don't know if I have a good story on maybe not your personal this, life, but your yeah, girlfriend's. this topic right now, because um, you know I actually haven't dated in like three years at this point. Um, I think I'm the man in right, this but- situation in your scenario because my current thought is I don't actually put any effort into dating or not. I'm like, yes, and I'm I exist as a person. If you want to try to date me, find <laughs> me. <laughs> there you go. That's but like, exceptions. But like your, your girlfriends don't like tell you like, dude, I really because li-. I, I, I just heard a story last night of two friends I have and how and I never knew this, how she pursued him. And I was like, dude, that sucks. <laughs> like in my head. Right. I'm not going to say that to anybody. Anyway. OK, <laughs> we can move on. Your friend tells you a story. and You're like, man, that really sucks. <laughs> Yeah, your your story of how you guys got together sucks. No, but I'm not gonna say Seems like that. Your relationship's pretty bad, huh? <laughs> and that, that that's the funny part is that their relationship is very cute. I love them as a couple. Mm-hmm. But when I hear, hear that, I'm like, oh no. But if but I had to stop myself because as you know, like I'm a big foot in mouth person you know i'm very much like a whoops i accidentally said the thing you're not supposed to say so i'm very lucky i said that i didn't say what i wanted to say um okay um uh warwick date who cares he's just a mimbo who can't uh, wait, function wait, wait. without sleep <laughs> no, because but... i'm sure it was 3 a.m and the exit limo moving on he he had Go the ahead. greatest scene in bachelor history was when they the were yawning yeah the yawn well when he was drinking beer with her and then like they weren't saying anything to each other and then they got ice cream and then they weren't saying anything to each other (laughs) that was so good it was funny to watch and i did also literally laugh out loud when he fell asleep in the limo afterwards and they were like trying to do their normal you know tell us how you feel about being sent home 
<laughs> and he was just he's, snoozing. Yeah, he can't function without sleep. And I, I, I'm not like that, but well, I understand that. I'm surprised you're not going conspiracy theory because it could be that What's like the, the producer in the car was like, hey, you know, it'd play well for, you know, getting on to Paradise if you acted really tired and fell asleep because that seems to be your persona, you know? We can use that. Oh, like... Like there's like yeah he's gonna be the Snorlax and on like the beach yeah. yes. and people are gonna be like oh I'm gonna see that that's the not trying guy though right that's another not trying <laughs> well, guy he really didn't try yeah they he all was really the didn't try, try. <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyways okay so to wrap it all I mean, up the hold on, cocktail hold on. party we let yeah let's back up for a second but okay. before you get to the broad stroke here how let's say that um. Warwick, Warwick's. Yeah, Warwick, not Warwick. Um, Warwick's, uh, like that in real life. Okay, let's just like assume that to be true. How does he mm-hmm. get? How is he ever dated? He is women. so hot. Tell me, women. <laughs> yeah, he is so hot. Very handsome. Like, look at that beautiful little face. He looks like a Abercrombie. Like, he looks like a model. But she yeah. couldn't spend more than five minutes with him without being bored out of her mind. So. He well, probably has daytime dates. Yeah, I'm like, maybe he has daytime dates, or maybe he has more in common with the people he normally dates outside of this show, so he talks to them more easily, or something. Because right. it just other kind of seemed like... Models. Yeah, maybe other he's just models. dating other cap. <laughs> oh my god. Because, yeah, they just seemed... It was, like, painful, almost, to watch their date, where it was just, like, awkward silence. I did laugh, because there was one thing she'd said about... um when they were like scooping the ice cream and she's like, I wish he'd scoop my ice cream like a gentleman. And I was like, that would have never bothered me right. because what would have bothered me way more was the fact that he like, wasn't talking, you right. know? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's just the culminate. Like that's just an act he can perform mm-hmm. and that she was kind of like, this is just it for me. Um, okay. This is just it for me. No, this is just okay, yeah. No, I mean she's that's the last straw to her was yeah. him not even trying to help. Okay. Um Okay, so back to Brayden, the Brayden show. I'm going to play my last clips, Craig, so relax. Okay. Um Brayden trusts these guys and says he's feel he his own feelings. I mean that I, he's conflicted as all of them are I mean as any man who any man who would put thought in it would be. <laughs> okay. And I think a lot of them are not putting thought into it. Huh. I feel so bad for men in at this whole episode. But I'm, I'm defending Brayden because he's actually thinking and feeling and like doing it all, and they're all just shitting on him. The Here thing he is. It's hard for me that I'm not sure I could do is like getting engaged after just dating with 20 other dudes. I mean, I know I for sure could date her after this experience. For me, the only thing that's going to be hard is to be 100%. Like, I can 100% get down on the knee after this experience. You know, and that's where my mind starts, you know, spiraling. Wow, that kind of, you know, struck a nerve with me. After a one-on-one, Brayden's just like, man, I don't know if I can do this. That's alarming. We know this is unconventional. We know we signed up for. He is not open to be in engagement with Sherry. I mean, it's like, come on. And here is Aaron telling on Brayden to Charity with you at this point i've kind of grown protective of your feelings um i've been seeing things from bird's eye view though you know and i 
don't feel like I need to do this to, you know, increase my chances with you. I know our chances are strong. Mm-hmm. But I just need to tell you about um, Raiden. He is not ready for an engagement. He is very unsure of you. He's been very vocal around the house about just not wanting to be here, not wanting to be with someone that's dated 20 of his friends. I don't know. Um, That kind of definitely frustrates me to hear that, like, that's something that is being vocally, like, said around the house. Um, I'm just being real with you, and I want you to know that I am here for you. I will look out for you. Um, Our Venn diagrams are getting closer together because I wrote down um, that she goes, oh, coming from someone as trustworthy as Aaron. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he says himself. Well, he he sets that up for her because Mm -hmm. he says, I know we're good. Therefore, I'm allowed to tell you kind of setting up a uh, I'm only saying this because like making it safe for him to say it but obviously he could be saying it for the exact reasons Brayden says he's saying it mm-hmm. because he's insecure even though he's saying I'm not insecure that's not why I'm saying it I'm saying it because it's real mm-hmm. yeah I think I'm I assume the reason that Aaron told this to charity is the reason why people usually tattle on this show to improve their own position, to eliminate a rival for the love of the lead, et cetera, right? And again, I've already established that I'm weirdly partial to Brayden. I don't fully understand it, but I'm on his side on a lot of this. Um, I think what he said to the you boys... Hmm? You did the up inflection at the end of your sentence. You I did, did it. it, sorry. I did it, I do it sometimes. <laughs> Um, it's because you're scared of Craig. I'm scared of Craig too. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, no. I just messed with you, Craig. I just messed with Craig. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your point. Yeah, I, was saying, like, um, I don't think what Braden said to the boys was exactly how Aaron portrayed it to charity in those two clips, right? right? He didn't say, like, I could never get engaged to charity. And he didn't make it out as like a that her dating 20 men was like slutty or gross to him, right? The way that Brayden had phrased it was basically, it's hard for him to imagine getting engaged when you only date for this short amount of time and you're not even exclusively dating because she's dating all these other people at the same time. Hence you even like, it's not as serious of a relationship yet. Blah, blah, blah. And, And they're three weeks in, he's allowed. Yes. And what Aaron makes it sound like is that like Brayden's like slut shaming her for dating other people or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what he said or what he meant. Yeah. Um. Okay. Craig. Mm-hmm. Anything to say about this? <laughs> no. Uh, I just got one more thing on my list. What? Okay. <laughs> We're moving uh, on. Um, Good job, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, I guess no one responded really... to Caitlin. <laughs> to no, I thought you'd have something to say back to it, but yeah, I think like, I mean, I could talk more about the Aaron and Brayden thing in that. I think yeah, I think Aaron misrepresented it slightly, and maybe that's how he thought. Like maybe that's what he mm. heard from the conversation, but the way he said it definitely made it sound worse than what I think Brayden actually said. 
And I don't think he was saying this to be like, I got to protect Charity from being hurt by Brayden. I think he was saying it to be like, Brayden's a real rival here. Brayden's mm-hmm. getting attention and time. She clearly likes Brayden. I think Brayden's an asshole. I don't like Brayden. Brayden said something I can use against him. Mm-hmm. And last week, Brayden said, um, <clears throat> well, Bray- they said Brayden said classless. Right. And the word he actually used was, or no, the uh Craig, do you remember? He said, um, uh, I forget, but, oh, like that the, well, you pointed it out that it was kind of weird that it was not classless, but it was like, oh, has no, um, respect for the men or something like that. Anyway, go ahead. No, that's it. Yeah. I think that's also a good point, though. Switching him around a little bit. Like, yeah. Get a level to the, you know, oh, I was, he said, like, I'm going to go home. And because I thought that was dope, that she was being disrespectful to the men. And then someone turned that, you know, turned that up a notch to classless. Here he said, I mean, this is what they caught on tape. We don't know. I don't think he would say classless, though. See, that's the thing. He wouldn't have said that. And I don't think he would have said what Aaron, like, oh, dated 20 of my friends. I'm not sure that Brayden would say yeah. that. Like, now that they know Brayden a little better, it's kind of like, yeah, they're, upping it a notch to make him sound worse. Yes. So they're taking something that like what he said to the men, you could have used against him exactly the way he said it. And I think it still would have been something that got him in trouble with charity. Right. But I think that like, yeah, trying to spin it to make it sound a little bit worse or to use specific phrasing that, you know, will be like insulting versus just like concerning or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're again. a Team Brayden podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. I, 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 I still have that little wedge of doubt that is um, him wanting to be an inst- an influencer. Like, oh yeah. But I do think that that is, um, you know, probably the reason he came on. Yeah, I don't think he's like, you know, perfect. He's not a perfect angel. Pure. Yeah person ever but i do feel like his his actions on this show are like he's clearly a bit dramatic right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i don't think he's like a true villain or like evil in the ways that some places are trying to kind of pitch it as like braden the new villain and i'm like well yes and no like he's not he's actually being incredibly open about the fact that he's not trying to lead her on and saying his feelings are bigger than they are or whatever, right? Like, that's something most men don't do on this show. They would rather yeah. have you be like, I'm in love on day one, than mm-hmm. be like, that's not realistic. I really like you, and I'm trying to get there at some point. Or, you know what I mean? Like, so I think it is, yeah, I just, I just find it confusing, I guess, how hated he is by the fan base when I feel like he's not the worst person we've had on this show by a long shot. He's also super young. So, yeah, I don't believe he's going to, if he does make it to the end, I don't think he would get engaged. But I don't think that's as big a deal to her as we would think. Because if they really like each other, which it seems like they do, or they're starting to in on our TVs, um, then it could totally happen in a natural way. And I think he's allowing for that. I like 
his like genuine laid, you know, his let's see what ha- how this unfolds style. Okay. Week three, early on. Go ahead, Craig. Week three, Leon. Is that what you early said? on? I said early. Oh, early. On. I thought you said week three, Leon. <laughs> That's our uh, new segment. It's called Week Three Leon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The very last thing um, is Jane L. A. Once again uh, came on uh, the, the DMs and said that he wanted us. He wanted to let us know that he, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm getting this right, but agrees with EZR that claim to fame is awesome. <laughs> oh, I just watched five minutes of it. I'm not oh. sure if I think you it's awesome. Have, you must have said you liked it because he, he came in hot saying he really likes claim to oh. fame. Well, I, I I guess the first episode where Tom Hanks's niece freaks out <laughs> is pretty good. Oh, right. right, um, right. And, then, and, and then I... Well, and then I watched some other person, Dolly Parton's relative, get cut, and I didn't care at all. Um, okay, really, really last thing, though, now for reals, is that back to first thing we said, a la Seinfeld. Um, you guys listened okay. to other recap shows. Did they land in different places than we did? Uh, so, you know, it's interesting that you referenced – Seinfeld for saying the same thing at the beginning and the end because mm-hmm. the very first scene of Seinfeld Yes, that's why I said In the very first scene of Seinfeld they say what they say in the very last scene of Seinfeld. Yes. Something right. about the button on your shirt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, there's just other examples you could have used. I just thought that was funny. Oh. That's why I said it. The reason you said that I didn't you acted like it was a coincidence that I said it. But I said it for the reason you said. Okay. <laughs> so answer the question, though. <laughs> what was the question? I, I got lost. <sighs> Caitlin, <laughs> you watched other recap sh- things. Oh, right, right, Did right, they right. hit the same points that we did? Same conclusions? Um. So the only things that I, I have not completed my normal listening and oh. watching of other things Um. And I don't think the things that I've watched so far were similar to what we talked about at all. Hmm. I only listened to Rose Pricks, so I only have what they said. I haven't, been on, I haven't been on Reddit oh. in a while. I think I, I think they didn't they didn't know what a fryer was, which I thought was kind of funny. Like they weren't completely clear that on a fryer, so they didn't really have an opinion on the fryer. They just they kind of jokingly said that they know it's problematic. They just don't know why. So Craig only listened because he wanted to know their feedback on the fryer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! You goodness. got it right. Okay. Well, weird conclusion. <laughs> okay. Craig, yes. that's very unsatisfying so for me. That's very anything unsatisfying. else that brings up the fryer, I'll, I'll be I'll <laughs> sure let you know about it. Oh my lord! I mean, it's a tough question. What is so, what is all of social media saying about uh, the episode? I don't know. I it's haven't not read anything. Ex- that's not exactly the question. The question is: Are your main sources of recap right. got it landing in the same place we are week after week? Yeah. Well, I like I said, I only watched listen or sorry, I only listened to one podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I can reference. Okay. And they go so fast. See, we let our time end 
when it ends, right? As, as George Costanza points out, remember he gets in that big argument with Susan about uh, like the conversation ending. Like should it happen organically? Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> the um, uh, yes, that we <laughs> for Craig is fried. He's been up for two, <laughs> he's been up for four hours, and he's Craig just is really uh, pulling a war with. We, right we, we, <laughs> yeah, we let our conversations breathe and take a life on their own of yes, life of their own that's what i was saying because so i was looking at the clock here we've been on for like a really long time and i'm like we let it breathe whereas the rose pricks they're always like okay next step next step next step and so they, that's so funny you would feel that way because i feel rushed by you Every single time. I feel like I cannot. We're at like an hour and 40 minutes. How can I be rushing you? Well, this time I felt like I could really think my thoughts. But most of the time I'm like, oh, my God, Craig's going to cut me off. He's going to (laughs) say, sorry to do this to you, but uh, we're moving on. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Caitlin, what's your last uh, point? Huh. I mean, I don't, I'm interested in, I guess we didn't even talk at all about, you know, the will she, won't she of whether or not Charity was going to take back Brayden's Rose, which was kind of a fascinating moment. They didn't show, you know, there was some clip in the previews a couple of weeks ago that they kept on showing where she said, mm-hmm. I could just clip that bleeped word right off. And we assumed it was about the Rose. But she didn't say that in this episode, so I don't know if that's about. Oh no, else. she did. I think she did. She did. I didn't yeah. remember hearing it. It was at the. I I I remember I was waiting for it too, and it came at the end of the thing, <laughs> a statement. Okay, because so. I was like, oh, when is she going to say the dramatic line? And then I don't remember hearing it. But I guess I'm interested in what what we can tell is going to happen upcoming is that Aaron and Brayden are going to have more fights. Mm. And I'm intrigued as to how this is going to play out in terms of my assumption is she's going to end up sending both of them home within the next week or two because they like won't stop fighting with each other, basically. Mm-hmm. But I think she actually likes both of them. So it's a, you know, oh, yeah. it's an interesting so setup. Yeah, it's, it's like an interesting setup. setup here because often when people have like weird beef with another contestant, the lead only maybe likes one of them. Or doesn't care that much about either. So it's kind of like, eh, it's whatever, you know? (laughs) This has potential actual stakes for the season in that these are both two men who could go quite far, but it appears they're going to have like a knockdown drag out fight pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And what is Charity going to do with that? What is Charity going to do with that? Um, All right. Well, I think we've exhausted our plethora of topics. Please follow us on social media and I'll work on the Mastodon issue. Threads. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Threads. Look for us on Threads. On Mastodon. If you follow us on Instagram, shouldn't it like automatically follow you on Threads? No, Craig, they're in a giant would be lawsuit very soon. Keep up. I thought you were in tech. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Craig, I just don't like, d- just, just get on Bachelor Masters. Da, 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 da. Yeah. 
Okay, and give us a review on the Apple Podcast app, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.